please enjoy this presentation of the CUTV and Friends podcast. This podcast is a collaboration between California University Television, Cal Times Newspaper, and WCAL Radio. Welcome to the Gary Dunn Show for September 27th, 2021. I'm your host, Gary Smith, and on today's show, we're going to talk with Coach Dunn about this past weekend's first PSAC West Divisional game at Edinburgh, and then we're going to talk about uh, everything going on in the PSAC scores, standings, and schedules, and then preview the upcoming opponent, Mercyhurst, on a uh, quickly approaching homecoming Saturday. But, Coach, that's a few uh, minutes in the future. Uh, Four for four, making Mondays pretty good. Sunny outside, big smiles on everybody's faces, but uh, a, a good, tough divisional win on Saturday on the road at Edinburgh. Yeah, good PSAC West battle. Anytime you can get a win on the road, you're, you're happy about it. Obviously, we did some things really well. We did some things we've got to get better at and improve, but when you go on the road in the PSAC West, to, to get back on that bus and come home with a W is, is all we're looking for. And I tell you what, it's something, you know, for this is the fourth game, but First three games had a different feel, but once you strap on the helmets and, and you see it's a, it's a divisional game, it's a different feel. And also, I mean, Edinburgh has always been a tough place to play. That home side was, was pretty loud, and, um, you know, that was the first time there really was, you know, your team had to deal with any adversity, at least from the crowd, crowd noise and stuff. And I thought they handled it well down the stretch. Yeah, give, give Edinburgh credit. They played a, played a heck of a game. Um, you know, I thought their defensive plan was really good. I thought they did some, some nice things that maybe they hadn't shown on film to take away some of the things we were doing well. Uh, but our kids just battled and, and competed and, and played the next play. Things weren't going well early, and you know our defense kind of kind of held held serve there a little bit. And, and, and we're just going to keep battling, playing the next play. We end up hitting a couple big plays, a couple special teams plays, and kind of a crazy game. But hey, that's what it takes to win football games on the road. We're not going to apologize for it. We're going to get back to work today in meetings at three o'clock and <laughs> practice at six o'clock and work on the things we got to get better at. But just you know, happy with the way our guys battled, stuck together, and, and competed for 60 minutes. Well, it definitely had a feel of a, of a heavyweight uh, prize fight because you even mentioned it last week, Edinburgh is a team that on defense they do some different things, trying to keep everything in front, and, um, you know, they did a good job not allowing the big play, and I thought it was a testament to your staff to, to, to make adjustments as the game went on because they did a really good job stifling the running game, and um, you just had to keep going out there and, and, and slogging it out. Yeah, I think that was the biggest part. They did a really good job of, of stopping our run, and I give those guys credit uh, for the plan that they had. Uh, of course, some things we could have did better at, at every spot, at offensive line, at running back, at, at tight end. Uh, but at the end of the day, we did enough to win the ball game. Uh, I thought our passing game was, was, was pretty good. You know, they, they were matching personnel with us and, and dropping a lot of guys and then, you know, showing drop and bringing pressure. So I thought we adjusted well as the game went on. And, and, you know, the big thing is took care of the ball in, in key moments, um, you know, and, and we're able to get the win. And you referenced the passing game. Like you said, the running game uh, was in check for most of the day, but passing in the air 26 of 40, 263 yards, coach. And again, uh, Noah completed passes to eight different receivers. And, you know, that's – we talked about it seems like we're broken record every week. It's good having that that uh, ability to, to spread it out with different guys that can go out there. You know, they're going to get the job done. Yeah, we're, we're diversifying our offense a little bit with guys that are catching the ball. I thought Ian Edenfield probably played his best game of the season. I think he had six catches. Uh, Tyson Hill is, is, is Tyson. He's always going to give you big catches and big moments. Derek Lockhart had another – 
another touchdown catch. Jaquay had another game. Um, you know, obviously we fumbled at the one yard line going in. It would have been a different game, but you know we're we're able to spread the ball out, and and that's what we tell our receivers. Listen, well, the ball's going to go where the defense tells us the ball goes. And I thought Noah did a good job for the most part making decisions and, and spreading the ball around. You mentioned Tyson Hill, eight receptions for sixty-seven yards. Edna Field, six receptions, sixty-six yards, and. Jaquay Jackson, six for 53, but also Derek Lockhart, like you said, had that one big touchdown grab uh, that really changed the momentum of the game. And, you know, it was a game that, you know, I'm sure as a coach on the sideline, you don't like to see all the wacky plays, but as a fan, you know, we saw things we didn't see. We saw uh, a safety early on uh, when the ball was snapped over the Edinburgh punter's head, and then later in the game, a pick two for your, for your defense going 100 yards, and then a block kick for a touchdown for Edinburgh. But uh, on the sideline, what is it, you know, you're seeing one thing. It's weird to see a safety. Sure. But to see those three in a game, you're just yeah, like looking up and saying, what, seen, what's your thought? Yeah, all three know, of those. Obviously, the, the, the safety, they, they had a bad snap. And then the two-point conversion try that, that Jamal Martin picked off. And, and that's kind of the, the message to our guys. If you see the guys hustling on that play and, and kind of escorting him. And Jamal did a great job of, of waiting and, and buying time and straightening the last guy up and buying time for the kicker. We almost had a kick return for a touchdown. Um, you know, we had a big punt return. It, it was a crazy game. Um, you know, the field goal at the end is, is something I wish I had back. That was a decision that I made to kick the field goal, thinking about, okay, we're going to go up three scores. Probably the wrong decision as, as, as we look at it. Uh, probably should have went for the touchdown there because really the only way they were going to get back into the game was, was what happened. And, and we had a mental mistake. Um, that, But I put our guys in that situation, and, and that's on me. I've got to do a better job there. But despite that, the team responded because Edinburgh, they had a drive towards the end, and then your defense – Shut, snuffed it out with a, a big pick at the end to, to, to preserve the win. Yeah, we get the onside kick, which was which was big. You know, uh, Tayshawn Mack, a young man, made a nice heads-up play there, knocking the ball out of bounds because the kicker did a really good job. We get the ball offensively and go and get a first down, so we're going to kill some clock. And then, you know, we had two penalties on that drive uh, where we've got to get better and we've got to coach better to, to really put us to first and 20. And now when you're trying to run the clock, they know you're running the ball. You know you're running the ball. <laughs> it's tough to get, get 20 yards. Uh, but they did a nice job. And then, then I thanked our defense afterwards for, for bailing me out on a bad decision on, on, the, on the field goal there. Uh, but I, you know, I've got great confidence in all of our guys. And, and it was just it was fun to watch them battle and compete. I was happy that we got a little bit of adversity and, and were able to stand up to the adversity. And it's only going to help us down the road. Well, on the defensive side, you know, you had another great afternoon uh, picking the ball, three interceptions. One was on a special teams play. That's still a defensive play interception. Sure. Uh, two sacks, and once again, you have players, Noah Dillo, nine tackles, Matt Toby, eight tackles, and then a bunch with five, four, and three. So just showing that you're, you guys are swarming to the ball. Yeah, our defense did a nice job. Um, there's obviously things we got to correct. We had way too many penalties um, against defense. Their one touchdown drive that they had offensively, I think we had six penalties, defensive penalties on that drive. Uh, we can't continue to give teams extra or extra first downs and, and, and give them free yards. That's something we're going to work on big. But you know, last week we talked about turnovers. We talked about it on here. I, I was you know urging the defense to create <laughs> some turnovers. We talked about it on our team meeting on Monday, and, and they responded with some turnovers. We got to continue to do that. Obviously, the name you know in the game of football, if you take care of football and then you create turnovers on the other side, your chances of success go way up. And that was really the difference in the game. Well, and I thought uh, another big difference in the game was that interception at the end of the first half. Edinburgh looked like they were trying to get in field goal range, and then interception for you guys. And you had sent out uh, Anthony Bico, who's been just automatic this year, uh, save for the, the one play at the end of the game. But 
you know, that was pretty much, that could have been a, that's basically a six-point change. If they go yeah. down for a field goal, you guys get the interception, kick a field goal, went into halftime with, with even more momentum. Yeah, that was a big play. And, uh, you know, we, we have confidence that Anthony's going to collect points when we send him out there. And, and the craziest play at the end of the game you, you'll ever see uh, on that field goal that we're going to get corrected, just kind of a mental mistake. And, and like I said, it, 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 the buck stops with me. It was a decision that I put our guys in, in a bad spot. Uh, but we, you know, we're going to continue to work that part of the game as well. But that was a big swing to get that, that right before the half. And let's stop talking about this game and let's uh, show you the highlights from this past weekend's win up at Sox Harrison Stadium between the Vulcans and the Fighting Scots. The snap is up and that's going to be a safety for Cal U. And Cal U is up on the board already. Snap, Eco through the uprights. And we have a field goal. And that kick is up and has the distance. And it is through the uprights. And Bitco puts it up three for California. Dropping back, receiving the snap down the middle. Interception by the Vulcans. And he's still going. He's brought down around the 20 yard line of Edinburgh. Kick is up, and it is good. Three for three for Biko. The pistol, he drops back, pressure by Cal. And it's gonna be an interception! Interception for Cal! That's you. Matt Toby, the middle linebacker. Er, that's why they practice the tip drill every day of practice. Downfield, Lockhart catches, touchdown, Vulcans! Lockhart not going to be denied this one this time. Third time is the charm. Watson in the pistol, rolling to his right, feeling pressure, going to lob it up in the air. It's picked off by Cal U, and they're going. That, that's Jamal Martin Jr. That's with Jamal the Martin Jr. He's got some green. He's got one man to beat. He's at the 30. The 20, the 15, 10, 5, and he puts it in for the Vulcan score. He runs it back for the two points. Oh, and that is blocked. And the ball is rolling. Edinburgh picks it up. Oh, and he's got nothing but room. That is so Dennis the second. He's going all the way for the two points for Edinburgh. Watson in the pocket, firing downfield, tip, caught, interception, interception, Cal U. Looking for something to do? Then don't miss the 2021 Health Fair. This year, the Health Fair will be on Wednesday, October 6th in the Convocation Center Arena from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. There will be free STD testing, a blood drive, prizes, free health screens, flu and COVID vaccines, giveaways, and much, much more. Don't miss the excitement. Be at the Convocation Center on October 6th for the 2021 Health Fair. The Cal U Cupboard connects students to information, services, and resources both on and off campus while providing free items such as food, school supplies, personal hygiene items, and more to our students. Visit our two locations at the Vulcan Village Clubhouse and Itali Student Center, or for a contactless option, visit bit.ly.com backslash CalUCupboard to request food or give donations. For important Cal U information, community resources, and our how-to series, 
Follow at CalUCubbert on Instagram and the campus-wide announcements. Okay, Daddy, Doctor Elmo says you're healthy. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> Our children and families want us to be healthy. That's why I and lots of other grown-ups got the COVID-19 vaccine, so we can stay healthy and get back to the moments we miss, like seeing our friends and family. Here you go, Daddy. Oh, thanks, son. <laughs> With free COVID-19 vaccines, sunnier days are ahead. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org. Vulcan Volleyball is back, and you can catch all the action with CUTV and the PSAC Network. After a year away from the court, the Vulcans are set to try and get back to the top of the PSAC. A full slate of action versus such PSAC opponents, Gannon, Mercyhurst, Edinburgh, Clarion, Seton Hill, Slippery Rock, IUP, and Pitt Johnstown. Every home game will be live on CUTV Sports 1 and the PSAC Network. Watson in the pistol, rolling to his right, feeling pressure, going to lob it up in the air. It's picked off by Cal U, and they're going. That that's Jamal Martin Jr. That's with Jamal the ball. Martin Jr. He's got some green. He's got one man to beat. He's at the 30, the 20, the 15, 10, 5. And he puts it in for the Vulcan score. And welcome back to the Gary Dunn Show right there. You saw the play of the week, and that was the uh, the, the pick two. And, Coach, anytime I can say the phrase pick two and it, it count in the game, that's going to be the play of the game, especially pick two for 100 yards. And, and you referenced it a little bit, a good job of um, setting up the blocks, but I thought there was a really good move at the end. Uh, I don't know which player it was going down. Did a good job of just getting in the way. Did not take a block in the back, and, and you know was able to escort yeah. uh, for the touchdown. Yeah, crazy play. You know, obviously great effort by all those guys getting out in front of it, and, and that's something our defensive coordinator, Coach Craig, preaches is is you know we're going to make we're going to try and get points when we get our hands on the ball. And I thought the guys did a did a tremendous job of getting out in front, and Jamal had a nice individual effort as well, setting it up and, and being patient and. and you know, crazy, crazy play. So, <laughs> always good to see uh, see plays like that on the highlight reel. And you know, first week in a PSAC West matchups and East matchups, so you're going to see a lot more craziness across conference. But let's take a look at the scoreboard for this past week's uh, action in the PSAC. Starting the PSAC West, of course, Cal Edinburgh. We talked about that 2012 Vulcan win. Cal U moves to four zero. Clarion going to Gannon. Uh, Gannon uh, rolls fifty six to twenty one. IUP at Mercyhurst, 48 to 13. So a lot of action in the uh, the Edinburgh and uh, Erie areas this past yeah. weekend. Chamber of Commerce up here must be <laughs> thrilled with all the hotels and meals that we we spent, all the money we spent up in uh, the Erie area this weekend. Well, they were trying to stop all the buses and everything from leaving town. <laughs> so uh, we ended up making it out to get food. But like you said, it was a beautiful afternoon. And like I said, six teams up there. Uh, the final game in the PSAC West was a night game. That was Slippery Rock pulling away from Seton Hill. 41 to 17. Moving over to the PSAC East, uh, possibly the game of the week. Uh, Quitstown over Shepherd, 37 to 29. A uh, little bit of surprise, not a surprise, but Quitstown going to Shepherd and getting the win. Yeah, that's a, that's a great win for Shepherd. I think, or for excuse me, for Quitstown. I think they're extremely. Both of those teams are extremely well coached, and and you knew that was going to be a battle going in. But if you can go on the road in the East and get a win at Shepherd, that's a big win for Quitstown. Shippensburg holding home serve against Bloomsburg, 51 to 7. Westchester going to Millersville, winning 42 to 14, and then the final game of the weekend in the PSAC East Stroudsburg over Lockhaven, 45 to 21, and then that brings us up to the standings, which I know Coach's favorite part of the part of the show, so he's going to turn away. Yeah. But we got the uh, the standings after one week of action in 
the PSAC, uh, looking at the PSAC West first, uh, always good to see Caillou at top with, uh, you know, 4-0, 1-0, Slippy Rock also 4-0, 1-0. And then you see the other two undefeateds after one week of conference play, IUP and Gannon, 2-1 two and 2-2 and two and two respectively, and then Seton Hill, Mercyhurst, Edinburgh, and Clarion all 0-1 after the first week of conference play. And moving over to the PSACE, Shippensburg, 1-0, 4-0 overall, and then the rest of the 1-0s after week one of conference play, East Stroudsburg, Westchester, and Quitstown, and all those teams are 3-1. Shepard 0-1 in the conference, 3-1 overall, and then Bloomsburg, Lockhaven, Millersville, and uh, they are all 0-1 and 1-3 and and in the conference. But once again, Coach, uh, now that we're seeing a lot, a bigger sample, you can see it's going to be a, a race yeah. on both sides of the Susquehanna <laughs> River. I tell you what, it's, it, it, you know, the PSAC is such good football. i got so much respect for the, the coaches in this league and, and the athletes that they recruit. Um, just really, really good football. And it's going to be fun to see the way it shakes out the rest of the way. And before we look at the schedule, we're going to talk overall. The, the overall schedule, we're going to talk about this upcoming week's opponent, Homecoming. Uh, it's hard to believe it's homecoming week already. Where Where is the time gone, Coach? I know it seems probably like yesterday, you're moving your guys on a campus, but now here we are homecoming and, um, you know, familiar. Always, all these opponents now are familiar because it's the PSAC West, but Mercer is coming in uh, on Saturday. Uh, what I know it's, you know, they're always pretty sound defensively and, and offensively, but what is there anything different that they're doing this year? Is it pretty much the same Mercer? Scheme yeah, that no, we've seen for years. Obviously, uh, Mercyhurst is probably throwing the ball more than they had in the past. They're, they're averaging, I think, 270 yards a game passing. Um, they really haven't got their, very similar to us, really haven't got their running game clicking yet. Um, I'm sure they're going to work on it like we are. Uh, but throwing the ball probably more than they have in the past and, and with more efficiency. Uh, defensively, they create some problems. They're a heavy group. They're a physical group. Uh, they'll play, they're very similar to our defense. They'll give you a number of different looks up front. They'll play a 3-4. They'll kick it to a four-man front. Uh, they'll play a bare front. They'll, you know, they'll change their coverages up. Uh, you know, in 2019 here, they, they gave us fits um, and, and they've got all those kids back. So it's going to be a tough test. They create, you know, they do a good job of creating pressure from their different looks and, and so, you know, extremely well-coached team, but but physical team. Probably the most physical team we've we've faced across the board to this point. Offensively, they they're a physical group that likes to start with the run, but they're probably throwing it better right now. It's very similar to us. So it's going to be a, a great afternoon. And and coach, you know, it's homecoming week. And is it tough as, as a coach and a coaching staff homecoming week to to keep everybody centered? Because there's just so much that goes on. Uh, in the campus and the community and, and everything, and I'm sure all the players are hearing. You know, it's homecoming week. Well, there's, sure. you know, everyone's being asked to do X, Y, and Z for their time is, uh, you know, being pulled in different directions. So, what's it like as a coaching staff to keep the team, you know, centered and, and focused? Yeah, that's re that's really up to our leaders. It's it's you know, we're gonna have the same approach this week that we've had the past four weeks. We're gonna follow the same exact schedule. <laughs> I tell you all the time, it's Groundhog Day, right? We're gonna do the same thing we did this Monday as we did four Mondays ago, um, and really follow the same routine. The only thing that's different is the game's pushed back to three o'clock instead of one o'clock, but we're gonna follow the same routine, and, and it's about our week of work. It's about our preparation, our film study. It's about how we practice, and, and the whole message to our guys is we've gotta get better. Um, and, and that starts with, with today's meetings, that starts with today's practice. We have got to continue to improve as we go. Good football teams, as the season goes, continue to improve, and uh, we gotta make sure we're doing that. And uh, constantly, you're seeing the improvement each and every week. You know, I mean, in the box and as a fan, you can see. You know, we talk about on the on the show, and you can see what happens on the field. Uh, but you know, football is a long season. It, it, and you know, we said this week's homecoming. 
how is there ever a point in the season where it's like you got to say, okay, now it's time we got to really, because, you know, obviously human nature, people are going to start thinking, oh, my goodness, we're, we're, we've been in this for, for eight weeks already. Sure. Is there any time that you have to really just, you know, reset and say, hey, this is what we're, we're doing, or is it basically, yeah. it, like you said, Groundhog Day? Really follow routine, you know, and, and if it was important to do in week one, it's important to do in, in week 10. Mm -hmm. uh, but we will start shortening practices up. We will start doing less contact because it is a physically demanding sport and, and bodies will, you know, the, we tell our guys the only day you're healthy is the first day we show up. So we'll start backing off our guys a little bit as, as the season continues and, and shortening the practice schedule up to try and keep them fresh. You know, maybe more meetings, maybe more walkthroughs, less physicality as the season goes, but we're going to follow our basic practice schedule. We believe in it. Our guys believe in it. And, you know, it's fun when we get up there on, on Tuesday when we have pads on. We're going to go good on good, 11 on 11, first offense versus first defense. And, and we think that really helps us prepare for Saturdays. And, Coach, uh, you know, you've played uh, not that long ago. <laughs> well, I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. We yeah. won't say how many years, but you, you've played and coached in a lot of uh, homecoming games going back to high school, college as a player, and then, you know, coaching, and then assistant coaching, head coaching. Well, what is one of your favorite memories of a homecoming game, either as a player or a coach? You know, that's, that's, that's a great question. I think when I first got into coaching and, and I was a graduate assistant here, just the, you know, the alumni coming back. Homecoming's really for our alumni. And to be a part of the, the, the game on Saturday, but then be able to see all the guys that I had played with in my four years here um, come back and, and support the current team. You know, our alumni are unbelievable. Uh, I, I feel like we've got the we got to have the best alumni in the PSAC. Um, we've got a group that shows up for every home game that tailgates, whether it's homecoming, first game, last game, doesn't matter. Um, you know, we do a lot of activities with our alumni. We have a golf outing in August. We had a clay shoot in last November during the pandemic. We have a touchdown club that is the, the response we've gotten this year is great. Um, so it's just homecoming is really about the alumni. And, and for me, having played here, to see those guys when they come back, to see guys that maybe you haven't seen in a while. The, our, our last home game, Tom Flynn, an offensive tackle that I played with, he was a junior when I was a freshman. Came back to his first game in 29 oh, wow. years uh, to our last home game. And that was special to me because me and Tom were great friends and uh, to have him back. So it's, you know, probably means more to me here being an alumni uh, than if I wasn't, you know, it just, it, just to have the alumni back is phenomenal. Well, I know every time we're done with the home game and I'm, I'm pulling out and see the alumni still in the tailgate or, or see you walk around talking to fans. And, you know, we, we didn't mention it. We talked about it off camera two weeks ago, and then last week I uh, just got away from us. But I know there was something special. Uh, a pavilion was dedicated for um, yeah, one of Joe, your alumni yeah. uh, for the tailgates. Joe Lutz was, was a guy that, that kind of organized that, that alumni tailgate. And, and the special thing about it is they accept any alumni, any Cal U football alumni can go to that tailgate every week. So hopefully – the alumni that are watching are, are going to hit the tailgate. But it's really special because we've got guys from every era that show up for that, guys that I play with, guys from the 70s and the 60s. It's really a special bond when you play a Cal U, and, you know, it's the old Cal U for life deal. But Joe Lutz was instrumental, and in, I think they called him, you know, he, well, I don't want to say it. I don't know if it's politically <laughs> correct, but he was in charge of that tailgate. He got it organized, and, and unfortunately he passed away. Um, this summer, and so we were able to, to, to dedicate that pavilion to him, and, and I know his family and his friends were, were appreciative of that, but Joe was a big supporter of ours, and he's missed. And uh, like you said, we talked about it, and then there's a nice uh, portrait of him in the, uh, the pavilion, so if you're up there, yeah. stop by and uh, to check it out. But, uh, Coach, it's going to be a busy weekend. The parade is at noon on campus, and as soon as that's over, head on up to Addison Stadium for the 3 o'clock 
kickoff between Cal U and Mercer. And real quick, we're going to look at the uh, schedule in the PSAC, starting in the, the, the PSAC West, of course. Um, we are at home at 3 o'clock, and it's a late uh, afternoon for the PSAC West games. Everything, nothing starting earlier than uh, 2 o'clock. Gannon going to IUP at 2, uh, Edinburgh at Seton Hill at 4, and then Clarion at Slip Rock at 6, and over in the PSAC East, Lockhaven at Millersville at noon, Shippensburg at Shepherd at noon, East Stroudsburg at Quitstown, and Bloomsburg at Westchester. And Coach, I always ask if you're a football fan, and you know, obviously the, the main game is the Cal U game, sure. but if you're a football fan, I mean, it looks like there's two games in the East that are just going to be wars. Shippensburg at Shepard and East Shilesburg at Quidstown. Yeah, there's, there's going to be two good games. And, and I actually see, you know, Gannon seems to be playing pretty good football, putting a lot of points up on the board. They lost a heartbreaker a couple of weeks ago, uh, but responded really well. And obviously that's what you want to see is, is, you know, how you respond from a defeat. And they had a big win this weekend. So those are the three games that, you know, I'm, I'm actually see Shippensburg's playing really good football right now. We had them on crossover film against Edinburgh. They're putting a lot of points on the board. I think their quarterback's a senior. He had played there when we played four years ago. <laughs> I, 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 my years are just totally, <laughs> but but they, they've got a nice club. So I, uh, you know, like to see that game. That's Shepard at Shippensburg. Well, there's a full slate of action this uh, this Saturday, but the main event is Cal U versus Mercyhurst at homecoming. Once again, the parade is at noon, so come on down on campus and enjoy the uh, the activities, and then. Uh, everyone get in a lineup Route 88 to Adamson Stadium and then come on in because it's going to be a, a fun afternoon of football. Uh, once again, that game's at 3. Uh, you can watch the game on CUTV Sports 1 on YouTube. You can listen to it on 91.9 FM, WCAL, and the PSAC Network. So for Coach, uh, I'm Gary Smith. We'll see you next Monday right here on The Gary Dunn Show. The preceding program was a joint collaboration between California University Television, Cal Times Newspaper, and WCAL Radio. Please subscribe to the CUTV and Friends podcast for updated shows.